Well, welcome to another episode of the Ramon Foster Show. I'm your host, Eddie Provident, again, filling in for DK while he's in Milwaukee. I'm with my main man, Ramon Foster, and we are brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, always serving up hot, fresh food 24-7. Ramon. Yes. We messed up yesterday, man. We tried to get the show out early enough to where we caught drive time, but we, yeah. we tried to wait. We tried to wait. We just didn't wait. Quite enough, man. We as soon as I hit publish, yep. it was like everything happened. The guys that you were congratulating got cut. God. The Steelers made another move to bring in Jesse Davis. It was just like it, it almost was like I told you this in text message. It was almost like they were bugging our conversation. Or as soon as we finished our conversation, they were like, let's make it all completely yep. worthless. <laughs> like seriously, complete both trades because we had already heard oh. about Malik Reed. Okay, then they go get jesse and not only that damn near the five guys i ended up mentioning are the guys that ended up cutting. Uh, that was my favorite man you you made What's it a like, point to shout out oh, three or four dudes yeah. every single one of the guys that you shouted out i was like god oh man, oh, man. like like legitimately marcus oh. allen justin lane anthony mcfarlane freaking uh who else was it man it was uh, a couple trent, of tr- uh trent um trent scott yeah, and trent joe scott, Haig. yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah, listen, players mess up, okay? Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> was man. that an ME? Is that what it was? Was it one I, negative I, I, or two? I, well, it's it's both of us, man. It's I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't let you take the only one, man. It, it, right. It's a team. It's a team. That's a team. By the way, hey. they they also assume DK is stashing you, okay, <laughs> on the roster. It's just you're you're making oh, the first man. week because. Right? He's trying to stash you on, yeah. on, the, on the roster. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, but, Mo, no, the Steelers did. Uh, they made another trade uh, after we talked about the Malik Reed trade. They talked. Yeah. Uh, they they brought in Jesse Davis from Minnesota. Uh, really doesn't look like to be anything other than just a depth signing. However, as you pointed out off air, he has 72 starts under his belt. So yeah. what, what does a guy like Jesse Davis bring to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Man, a, a sense of calm, I guess, is, is a guy that's actually played in this league. Like those 72 spots, I mean, those 72 starts, man, you don't just start that many games for no apparent reason. Now, I know it can be, you know, because of uh, systems that a guy is in. Like Jesse may have gotten in a position where the Miami system was good for him, where most of his starts came from. Um, but it, it also gives a lot of film to say we can at least trust this guy. And I, mm-hmm. I, I speak about this a lot, man. The league is struggling is struggling to find good quality guys. You're having guys like Jesse Davis come around and go on different teams because the young guys aren't where you need them to be, man, as far as their acceleration to get, you know, acclimated to what the NFL is. This guy's 31 years old. If I'm not Mm. mistaken, he'll be 32 soon. That says a lot about, you know, where, one, I'll say this too, what they think about their guys, which I think he's probably going to play more on the interior. Um, So if you have a a bad spell of Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson, like, then you say, all right, we're going with the vet. Don't cost you a whole lot of cash. Don't, you know, it's not a long-term commitment. And it makes you sit back and say to yourself, well, this is our, you know, break glass in case of emergency situation. 
Solid guy. Ain't a whole lot you can say about him other than the fact that if he gets in a game, you know he'll be an adult about the situation. And our biggest issue, I think, with those two young guys have been the stoutness when it comes to keeping pocket presence for the quarterback. This is an offense and always has been that wants to dish it out deep. They want to go long. You got Chase Claypool on the outside. You have young guys that can get open, man, and be very athletic. And you can't do that if you got defenders in your lap. So if I was those young guys, I just spoke of specifically the left guard position. I'm saying to myself, this look. I got to go. And if I don't go, it's going to be an issue because I got a guy behind me that can actually play. And what's so interesting about this, too, with them going to get uh, Jesse Davis is uh, my show in Nashville. I do had Jeremy Fowler on and he dropped that little nugget about Dennis Daly was another guy from Carolina that they were in the uh, bidding war for to try to get him. So they have been kind of exploring. Well, I'll say this. They've been self-aware that there's an issue at a spot on the offensive line. Now, speaking of guards, uh, would you, there's another guy out there that was just let go yesterday um, by the Raiders, uh, Alex Leatherwood. Would you kick the tires on him? Former first Mm -hmm. round pick. I know he didn't, quite pan out in in, uh, in in Las Vegas, but I feel like that's a guy with some pedigree, an Alabama guy that could uh, that could provide some, again, maybe a, a fire under, you know, under some guys. Well, well Eddie, here we go. I got my uh, safe bell right now. I'm going to ring uh-oh, it. Uh-oh. uh-oh. That was the first time I've ever done that because I just got an alert that Alex Leatherwood is uh he was claimed by the Bears, which oh, they need offensive we line. So we're, we're all, keeping we're the show relevant. Keeping yeah. the show relevant. My man. We, we hit the correct bell. <laughs> we're, we're good on him right now. Um, All right, no Alex Leatherwood. I, I thought highly of that kid, though. I did, yeah. and and Eddie again with development. Maybe when he came into Alabama his freshman year, I said, "Oh my lord, this kid looks like a pro already." Mm-hmm. Like as a freaking freshman, and he played like I thought he played tackle well. Again, when you go to good universities like Alabama, though, as far as football wise, then you surround yourself around other good people. I think what the Raiders have going on right now, I think they are solid. They they're at least solid enough to where they were uh, afforded to cut him after one year. But if you look at his PFF grading, you know I'm not high on those guys. But there is some validity in what they say sometimes. He graded out, I think, in twenties as far as his pass pro goes. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, so Eddie development, maybe they were just done with him. I don't know if weight was an issue or just consistency. It was it, it, Chicago got yeah. him now. Yeah, I, I think that's a guy. You know, we talk about people who need a change of scenery. Maybe that's just what what uh, Leatherwood needed. Here's the other question about the Steelers for you though. Um, the difference between Omar Khan and Kevin Colbert. Yeah. Because if you look at Kevin Colbert, he seemed to be more of the patient, let things play out type where, and I'm not saying Omar Khan's not patient. I, I don't want it to be misconstrued that way, but look at what he's done this off season. He yeah. got, he got Minka Fitzpatrick done right away. He got Deontay, Deontay Johnson done right at the beginning of training camp. Yep. He got Chris Boswell done right at the beginning of training camp. Yep. He's already made two, two trades and, mm-hmm. We saw he was bringing people in left and they were bringing people in left and right yeah. as just bodies in training camp. He's not afraid to pull the trigger on moves. No, no. Do you think that that's a good thing for this for this team where they're at right now? Or do you think that maybe he needs to show a little bit more patience? I think it's a good thing because this team has a deficiency and it's getting the offense on the right page. Mm. Like that's been one of the big Chris Boswell's an offensive guy. OK, Deontay's an offensive guy. Uh, the, the offensive line. 
in mm. general, signing all of those guys is oh yeah yeah man. So, yeah yeah. I, I mean, he, all he had of, his hand in those free agency. Yeah yeah, you're right, to, yep. man. So it, it was it's a factor of understanding where you are, and Omar knows this too. Pittsburgh is a very accountable state when it comes down to its football. You can even go to Philly, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the entire state saying, look, we enjoyed this. Don't ruin our Sundays and weekends because you're not up to par. And I think Omar fully gets that. He's not going to be Kevin. It seems that way. Uh, I know this. He's passionate. He's smart about it. He's under. He's been under Kev long enough to know what good things are, and I'm I'm entrusting him mm-hmm. to get that. And let's be real too, Eddie. Like the the situation in which we were in, as far as the offenses that we ran during my tenure, it was set longer. Guys had time to groom, and the fact that we left as quick as all of us did. Omar's not afforded that patience right now. Right. So honestly, we can't expect him to be patient with that. And we can dive deeper into that. But like you said, he's not Kevin. I don't think he's trying to be. No, and I personally, I, I think I like what he's done so far. I think he's he's showing no fear. And, uh, yeah. you know, as, as your old ball coach would say, don't live in your fears. He's <laughs> Omar's Omar's living it right now, and he, he's 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 taking it by the the bull by the horns and doing stuff. Hey, when we come back, we've got more football talk, as DK would always say. Uh, so <laughs> stick around in the Roman Foster Show. All right, welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Yesterday we talked about the uh, kind of the the sad side of Cate. You know, the, you, you told the, the Niagara Falls story, and I, I mean, man, it's just kind of you know, not I want to say it got, got you got me down. It. it got me, man. It got me. I, I, whoever that whoever that was, man, I, I feel bad for you, but I, I hope you're doing better these days, man. Um, <laughs> One but, uh, of the biggest wonders in the world, enjoying right. it and. Oh, no, you just lost your job. I know. I know. It's it's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. (laughs) But there is a positive side to cut day as well. And and to take an example, uh, you know, Jalen Warren spoke to the media today and he said that he called his mom at at four o'clock, four oh one exactly to tell her that he made the roster. And he said that he had people congratulating him at three fifty five, five minutes before that he knew he was safe. Um, And and so to see guys like that, an undrafted guy um, who is just elated, he, he knows this is life changing for him. He knows that his his goals his what he what he wanted to do his entire life was play yeah. in the NFL and he he made it yesterday that that dream came true for him yesterday so all of the negativity around cut day talk to me a little bit about that positive because you were the undrafted guy that that made the team yeah. man what's that feel like it's so exciting man it's it's like a relief it's like a dream come true man and I, I saw the video uh, on Brooke Pryor's Twitter yeah, man Brooke, yeah shout out Brooke yep yeah, shout out to sure. Brooke for that man uh, she she broke that and I'm looking at him and, and I know the locker room of course if you see him in the backdrop it's the, it's the metal lockers Eddie okay the metal lockers are the lockers they bring talk in that are about extra the metal lockers talk to me about them man. <laughs> they're, they're in the middle of the locker room okay they aren't there during the season okay they stuff guys in sometimes two at a time and a what would it be like a a five by 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 six five by eight like metal locker Mm. and there's not enough room because you outfit there for 53 maybe 60 guys and it's literally just right in the middle of the room in the most in the worst spot it could be and there's no privacy there's no not man it's just and, and, and it's so cool because all I can think is he's getting out of the middle of the locker room, man. <laughs> you look at his nameplate; it's written in freaking <laughs> sharpie, 
it, it's just so exciting, yeah. Eddie. Like I'll never forget just all the things that come in, involved. I called my uh girlfriend, now wife, Keisha, and was just excited with her. And I'll never forget getting that first check, sending her a picture of it, like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like it was that, man. And it's 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 being the one percent at your sport for that current year. Like you breathe for about a day. All the things you thought of in your lifetime as a kid while playing that sport, because all of us, man, I don't care how talented we are or none, you know, how much talent we don't have. You still think of that, man, I want to go play in the NFL. And for mm-hmm. an undrafted guy like him or even, let's be honest with you, uh, uh, Mark, 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 Mark Robinson. Yeah, like, yeah that's another dude, six guys yeah. making it and just realizing, man, this is some cool stuff. You yeah. know, and it's a weight off of you, but I'll say this quickly and, and, and just firmly. Coach Tomlin let you know, don't get settled in, man. Mm-mm. There's more Mm-mm. to be done. This is cool. Enjoy it. You got about 24 hours after this practice, and uh, we right back at it because our business is winning. Like, it's it's that quick, too. Hey, look, you know, you, let's go back to Jalen Warren for a second. Yeah, there's a dude named Anthony McFarland who just lost his job and is hungrier is hungrier than he's ever been. Yes, sir. One slip yes. up for Jalen Warren. They know that Anthony McFarland knows the playbook. And, and see, this is the other half of it, too. You know, Eddie, is the simple fact that uh, he's made the roster, but the roster isn't absolutely set until no. three o'clock Saturday before opening weekend. Yep. Okay. Yep. And if you're playing that Thursday night game, those guys will be Wednesday at that three o'clock. I mean, four o'clock Eastern. My bad. I'm on Central Time. Mm-hmm. But is is that too? Even as a vet, though, Eddie, I used to think like, all right, just get to get to four o'clock Eastern, and my salary's guaranteed. And that's where guys like Jalen Robinson. I mean, uh, Jalen Warren is, and also Mark Robinson, just to you know keep working, as you said, mm-hmm. like Anthony McFarland, he got to be pissed off. Yeah, and, and I think that there's something cool about professional sports to me. I mean, aside from the the obvious, you know, yeah. like in my line of work and in my old line of work when I worked in IT, you know, there there yeah. was never there's never really a way to know like you're the best of the best at your job. Like, yeah. there's no like national IT guy rankings. You know, if there if there <laughs> if there is one, I'd love to see them. You know what I mean? Um, but but we know who the best of the best at football, yeah. the best of the best at hockey, the best of the best at baseball, basketball. We know yeah. who these people are, and and so to to have that solidified in your mind, if you're yeah. Jalen Warren, like you said, you are legitimately no questions asked a part of that one percent of your profession and you know that all of that hard work has paid off that's got to be something pretty cool that i think the rest of us probably will never really uh fully experience and have the the uh the chance to to grasp that everybody wants that recognition and validation eddie no matter validation there it is man that's say they Mm -hmm. want it man and i'll even go i'll go one step further i'm gonna drop a name and i think this name is safe uh, but but of course, it, it seems like, you know, uh, as far as Benny Snell goes, it seemed like Jalen Warren might end up being RB2. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Benny Snell that sticks around has carved out a real good, cool role for him on special teams, has kind of made his value go up where running backs are just, hey, a dime a dozen. They'll right. get yep. you in and get yep. you out. And, and I, I've always liked Benny, uh, despite him going to Kentucky and Tennessee, I always beat Kentucky in college football. That's neither here nor there. But 
Benny's always been that type of cool. Y'all know I'm going to throw a jab. Any chance you gotta I get, get it. You got to get it in, man. You got <laughs> it's to. A, it's these man base. Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama. They can catch one at any time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy for the guys as a pro, man. Benny Snell, yeah. way to carve out that role. And uh, hopefully I don't have to ring this bell again <laughs> for us, Eddie. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, speaking of the bell, we're about to ring it for everybody's favorite section uh, segment of the show. Moan. Hey, Moan. There it is. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's everybody's favorite segment, the Hey Moan segment. And I got to read one before we get to the actual Hey Moan. I got one from Dave Shipley that says, is DK just going to be a special guest? Eddie's rocking. Moan's the man. Love this insight. <laughs> oh, I love it. Dave, Dave, I love it. But no, I, I can never replace DK. He, he's the man. DK is, uh, I, I've learned a lot from that guy and I, I still got a lot of learning to do. So as, as much as I get a kick out of that question, no, uh, DK will not be a special guest. I believe he will be back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one, though. I, I had to get that one in there. Uh, but no, the actual Haymon uh, question is coming from SoFlo. Uh, SoFlo Steeler fan, I think it is. Um, and his question today is, uh, Hey, Moan, I hear a lot about how the money changes lives when you make it. Can you take us through what it's like getting paid as an NFL player? Game checks, payments to agents, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. What, yeah, that's actually something that I don't yeah. hear a lot, Ramon. I've heard it on the hockey side, and I'll, I'll get maybe get into that after yeah. you talk. But like, how, how different is the number that the player sees from the number that the public <laughs> sees? How, how big of a difference? Ah, big old difference. Okay. <laughs> big old difference. Uh, and it's this too. So the, the money changes stuff. And I bring that up simply because like a lot of guys come from backgrounds where they never had breathing room, you mm. know, like Eddie, you, you get that. You I feel get it, that. man. I get it. I grew like, up in the hood. Yep. Exactly, man. You, you get that. And, um, getting those check or the promise that you're going to make that roster. I don't care if it's one week or whatever. Like you get breathing room as far as life, mm-hmm. as far as, okay, man, I can properly plan something. I can go purchase something. Mm-hmm. I can go do something that I never was able to. And that's where that aspect of it, like, man, student loans or, 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 or freaking paying off a car from college. Or, uh, if you got a kid, like I did coming in, like knowing that daycare is going to be paid for, or just simply food in the house yeah. or just the, the, the simplest like day to day stuff that you don't have to worry about when it comes to that. But there's also other worries. And I'm sure that's a conversation we get into later, you know, of having that money too. You go from, I always say, being a young man in your family for a lot of these guys, black mm-hmm. and white and different uh, uh, races also, to where money kind of puts you at the apex of your family, where huh. a lot of decisions uh. come through you. Uh, yeah. The one with the money most time is the one that everybody look to for guidance because, oh, you must be you must be good enough to, to, to make these decisions or you can at least pay for those decisions to be made. So there's stress in that. But uh, the minimum this year for uh, rookies coming into the league uh, is seven hundred and five thousand dollars, man. So for a guy like Jalen Warren, 
I was at 405 coming in and Hills at 705,000. So let's break down that 705. Of course, taxes. Uncle Sam. <laughs> First one knocking. Yeah. Okay. Um, he come and get his. And what's the tax now? 39.2%, I think, right now. Ooh. Then you got yeah. state and 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 uh Pittsburgh too. Then you got Medicare. Then you got uh, Social Security that's got to get taken out. That seven hundred five could easily turn into three fifty two five hundred, three hundred fifty two thousand dollars, just like that. Three percent. Like most times, agents is gonna try to get guys. Think about the agency. I always try to warn guys: is they can charge up to three percent. You can negotiate for later. My later years in the league, I was at one and a half, one percent, just because. Look, hey, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to pay that. Okay, and agents get it. All right, you do the deal, and then that's just that after that. So you got to pay that 3% for every year. Let's say that 3% for every year that you make. So next year, I think the minimum goes up to, uh, what is it, 750 So you'll pay 3% of 750 also the following year to your agent. And just day-to-day living like you're paid taxes in every state that you perform in. So two times in Cincinnati, uh, you pay in Baltimore. If you play both New York teams, you got to pay taxes there. California always hit us the hardest. See, I and didn't it, know that, man. Yeah, I know you that, pay wow. taxes in every city. So I, I, I did 50%, and that puts you at 352. Guys might bring home, depending on where they're playing at, under 50% of that. Now, again, this isn't a... Uh, a pity party for guys no. making six figures. Not even. It's just an understanding of that 705 ain't necessarily what you're bringing. It's, I, no, it I ain't necessarily. It's I, not what you're bringing. Yeah, home. I, I, th- I think what it is for me, what how this is eye-opening, because I, I, I watched a, a, sh- a show on NHL players, and yeah. NHL players pay escrow, You know, especially the guys that are playing in Canada. They have a higher tax bracket than the guys playing in the U.S., there, and what I saw on this this show was basically that um, NHL players will see forty five to fifty percent of their actual salary. So yeah, if they're making correct. one, if they're making one million a year, they're going to see about four four hundred and fifty to five hundred grand of that. Maybe so, a little yeah, bit. Less. Yeah. So what that does for me, Moan, is it it doesn't make me feel bad for these guys. What no. it makes me realize is that the importance of the conversation we had with John Malecki. Yeah. Just because you're in the NFL doesn't mean you're setting yourself up for generational wealth. What it, it means that you're set up comfortably right now. Yeah. But if you're not smart about it, you can really screw things up. And that that's the thing is like everyone thinks, oh, he made it to the NFL. He's set for life. No. That's not the case. That's not the case. Because the more you make, sometimes the, the more expensive your your payment gets. Like I went from paying, I think, five ninety five or seven hundred in college for an apartment to paying fifteen hundred for mm-hmm. an apartment, you know, on the south mm-hmm. side, because I could afford to do that at the time. Your car note gets a little bit more expensive after that because you go buy a newer car. And yep. most guys coming out don't have good credit, either have no credit credit so your interest rates is a little bit higher when you got to start paying for stuff man and there there's a lot that kind of go into the finances of what the nfl is but again leaving out of there and this is the way it works too uh pittsburgh usually paid every two weeks so you're paid over 18 weeks um and it would end up being i think was it uh, i calculate it's like thirty nine thousand a week or something they'd be paid out and this is the other half of that too when the season's done, checks stop. Oh, okay. So if you you're gonna make that money, you gotta you gotta plan that. You better stretch it for let's go February, March, April, May, June, July, okay. August. Okay. Like there's management that goes into that also, man, which is why 
guys get it early, get it often, spend it. Next thing you know, Eddie, there's uh, trust. I've had I've had guys reach out asking for a loan. It's not what you think sometimes. Wow. Yeah, See, that quick he, within a year. All of that stuff it didn't even cross my mind. The one that always gets me is, and, and I wonder about this all the time for athletes and you know people, celebrities. How difficult? And we got to wrap this show up, but like, how difficult is it to be in the? You talked about family to be in the situation where you're not ever 100 percent certain who's around you for the money and who's around you because they care about you and love you. That's got to be. There's got to be a little bit of a mental tool on that, right? Like, dog, hear me out. It's that's the toughest part. And not just that. Let's say family has been around, mm-hmm. you know, and have come to games and have shot you twenty dollars like that. Twenty dollars can turn into I need to borrow two thousand. Well, is that equal? Oof. You know, I came to your game. I spent, you know, forty dollars on gas to come see you. Now I need four hundred. It's always a bill It's always a <laughs> Uh, and, and, and again, what do you say to family in those situations? So in that you lose family, Yeah, you know, like you legitimately, like some people can't handle no, they think they know just because you show up to a game to have fun. You didn't know I was going to go to the NFL. Hmm. So it, it becomes a, a tear. It becomes a, a bit of a, um, a balancing act, Eddie, to figure out who is there. If you tell yeah. them, no, what does that actually turn to? And even if I give you something. And then I tell you, you no, know, the next yeah. time they get, it gets worse, you know? Yeah. See that, that would be the one I'd have a hard time dealing with that. Like, cause I'm such a relational person. Like that yeah. would be the one that would take the, to, it's mo- the most tool on me. And again, like you said, Moan, this is not a, a pity party or a woe is no, me for guys that no, are making six no. figures. We're, we're trying to show the other side that it, you know, it's not always what it's made out to be. That's all. We're yeah. just trying to show the, the other side of this reality. That's all. I'm talking about. Eddie, having family issues, strong family issues, yeah. okay, about that money and yeah. then having to still go perform and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you know what? I don't think Mike Tom. I'm sure Mike Tomlin cares about your life, but on don't Sunday, care. I don't think he cares. <laughs> Man, yeah. Moan, it's been fun the last couple of days. Like I said, I think DK will be back uh, on Thursday. So uh, it's been you a clear way for I cleared waivers. (laughs) I made it. (laughs) Uh, It's been fun, man. We'll see you next time. For sure.